Sport to Song Boxing Podcast. Seconds out. Hello and welcome to round 22 of the Sport D-Song Boxing Podcast with myself, Alex LaBox and Rob Boxing Shrew. Rob, welcome to round 22. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. Um, it feels like ages since we've done one of these. It's only been a couple of weeks, but I think a lot's gone on, hasn't it? Absolutely. There has been a lot going on in the world of boxing, Rob. And for Sport to Song listeners, we have been at some uh, boxing events, haven't we? So it's... uh, We did one each. We did one each indeed. So our 2023 for boxing has kicked off this year and we had a great time, didn't we, Rob? It was uh, two fantastic shows that we're going to go into detail uh, with our Sport to Song listeners. Um, Rob, where should we start first with these shows? Um, should we go with the uh, the Wood Lara card? Absolutely, Nottingham. What what a fight it was touted to be. I mean, there was so much speculation and talk beforehand. Even between ourselves, we had Carl on from uh, Last Bell Boxing, and you know we, we all enjoyed the anticipation of this fight, didn't we? And what was the atmosphere like, Rob? Oh, the atmosphere was incredible. It was right up there with anything I've I've experienced indoors, anyway. Um, yeah. Obviously, it was it's a much smaller arena, Nottingham Arena, but so it's very intimate and yep. there's not a, a bad seat. Even in the nosebleed, you can you can still hear the punches. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was it was very very good. Um, quite a football like atmosphere, really, because I think a lot of the um, crowd have been to watch Forest during the day and, oh, and wow. come over and uh, like everyone around us, you could hear them saying, "You've been to the game today." Um, so a lot of them were singing Forest songs. I didn't really know. <laughs> um, but um, yeah, the atmosphere, especially when he he come out, it was insane. Absolutely fantastic, and and you're right in saying, Rob. You know, w- when you get those stadiums with that that clo- close knit crowd, and you know, boxing fans, and you know, if if there are, even if there's a few football songs going on, it does create, you know, a fantastic fantastic atmosphere. And it certainly looked good from from the television, but um, yeah, it was hotly anticipated. The fight didn't go how a lot of us predicted, i.e you know, in terms of how the rounds were going. But did that surprise you a little bit, how Wood started? Um, a, a little bit. I mean, I, I thought it was going to be a firefight regardless. I thought yeah. that it was absolutely... They were introducing the judges and I thought, well, they could have stayed at home. <laughs> um, yeah. It was very well, it was pointless of them being there, really. But, um, yeah, I mean, obviously, I, did, I thought Wood had a good first round, lost for second, and then he, he, he kind of took over for me. Um I know he, he he picked up the cut from a head clash, which obviously isn't an ideal start. Um, Lara showed his power in a second and wobbled him a little bit, but um, yeah, after that, I, I I felt like Lara was getting a little bit exposed. But it it was it was a a tetchy one to watch because uh, it, it's a bit like how you feel when you're watching Wilder. You know, technically he's not great, but he's got twelve rounds to find that equaliser, hasn't he? Yeah, and and to be fair. To, to to Lee Wood, if you look at the fight as a whole, I mean, he was winning the fight, wasn't he? Um, I had it five one. Yeah, yeah, and and a lot of judges ringside had him had him w- winning the fight, sort of 
not comfortably, but certainly taking the rounds. And for, for me, it was a bit of, of a surprise. I thought that Lara would have would have tried to have been sort of more more in the fight, but he, he appeared to be happy just to sort of sit wait. back and, yeah. and wait for that opportunity, which was, uh, it certainly came around, didn't it? Uh, unfortunately oh, he's, he's, uh... for Leewood. He's a one-trick pony with a fucking good trick, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I, I, I think we are going to delve into the fight and especially that knockout uh, in in a moment. But uh, j- just to say, first and foremost, you know, Lee Wood is up on his feet. He's doing well. It was a heavy knockdown from Lara. And at the end of the day, a lot's been said on Twitter about Davidson pulling his man out, but... Lee Wood gets to fight again, doesn't he? He gets to come yeah. for another day. And I, I think that's the most important thing. We've seen so many tragic situations in boxing and devastating sort of injuries. And for, for me personally, you know, as much as as Lara, we know is a dangerous fighter, I, I was happy to see Lee, Lee Wood taken out of there. Yeah, um, I, I, I kind of agree. I, I've, I've toed and throwed on it a little bit. Of course, I understand the dangers of it, but... Going into a fight with Maurizio Lari, you can't just stop it the first time you get knocked down by him. You know, yeah. you know the dangers going into a fight. You know, into a fight like that, uh, because if that was the case, you'd wave off Fury Wilder as soon as Wilder knocked down Fury. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there were six seconds left in the round. You... So, I mean, it did seem longer on TV, but when Diamante announced it at the end, he said it was two fifty-four of round seven. So wow. he had six seconds, and I thought. You know, he's. He, I'm just being devil's advocate now because I, yeah, I do yeah. agree with the stoppage. But at the time, I thought he's the champion in his own backyard. It's the first knockdown. It's a dangerous fight. You've you got to get him back to the corner, at least between rounds, and then make a decision. Um, but yeah, having watched it back, he was done. He, yeah. he was done. It was so heavy. Um, and um, yeah, fair play to Lara. Um, he waited and waited and he, he got it, didn't he? He did. And and like like you said, Rob, just touching on it again, you know, yes, there was only six seconds left left of the of the round. But I, th- I think Davidson is, is looking at at the shot that uh, Lee would take took and, and he's wondering, you know, what has he got left uh, to give? And, and, you know, Maurizio Lara, you know, in comic book form was sort of like a ball, wasn't he? Sort of like dragging his feet back, ready to go in for the kill. And I, I I just think Lee Wood gets to fight on a, you know another day, and I think sometimes you know that that is the right decision. But yeah, I mean six seconds as well. I mean for Lara to because for Lara to come in, how many shots could he throw in six? I mean one, two, three, four, five. Six. Yeah. That's quite a long time isn't it it, is. to get a lot of a lot of shots. It is, and, 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 and what you've got to think about for Lee Wood, especially, is punch resistance at that particular yeah. moment in time, which would which would have been almost um, zero. And and I think it's great when when we've got people like Tris Dixon who's writing books about the impact on boxing and, and what it can cause. Yeah, and and Tris Dixon come out with some fantastic tweets. Um, after that particular stoppage, where he he just felt it was fantastic work from from Lee Wood's corner, and especially Davidson throwing throwing the towel in. But you know, going to the fight, Rob. You know, we we said beforehand we both knew what Mauricio Lara can do, and he he didn't disappoint, did he? He showed exactly what we expected from Mauricio Lara, didn't he? Mm, after the fight as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, oh God, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, that was. I mean, we'll, we'll, we might as well touch on it. But the whole spit thing with Warrington. I mean. I don't understand. Yes, there's this personal thing between them, but 
if you've won your first world title, you've been waiting, you know, a couple of years for another opportunity, like you would think you would be on cloud nine, you'd be buzzing, celebrating with your team. He must, he's wired different. Like his first thing was, I'm going over to Warrington. And as soon as Warrington stood up, he spat at him. Yeah. And, and he was basically gloating about it afterwards. And, and you can say it's a cultural thing and it's not the same as how it's perceived here, but he's here. He was here and he did it here. Do you know what I mean? You, yeah, it was just so wrong. Um, what, what, and, it, and it showed showed a lot about him. Yeah, but what, what I think, Rob, I, I think Lara um, was caught in that particular moment for boxers where they've just one you know an aggressive knockout he's his blood's pumping he's trained for it when boxers are in in that mode they're like they are like wild animals and we, we saw it with people like uh joshua last year where you know emotions are so high he's just you know he's just won the wba um world title his emotions are high he sees warrington ringside and yet Oh, no one advocates spitting at another human being by by any by any stretch of the imagination. But I, I think boxers in that heat of the moment, at that moment of time, you know, if Warrington's standing there giving it to him, I think emotions just spill over. I think he he can be forgiven for it as much mm. as I think it's a disgusting thing to do. Um, I yeah. don't know what you think on that, but yeah, I mate, completely agree. I just it's just the mindset. Like I've never seen anyone win a world title, their first world title. And then be so aggressive to someone else, to a former opponent. You would, you would think that that would be your absolute golden moment to celebrate. You'd be, you'd be so happy, but for some reason, it turned him angry. It was, it was so surreal yeah. to see. But and, and touching know. on that note, Lara Warrington, is that what we're going to see next? Probably not, because Wood wants the rematch, and he's oh, contracted he really? to it. Yeah, so probably not. Um, can't, yeah, contractually, if if Wood wants it, then he, he's he's going to get it. So, and do, um, do, you, do you think that's a good good move for Lee Wood? I do. Yeah. I do. Um, I think it's good money. I think um, it would still happen over here, so he'd have the home advantage. And you know, let's be honest, he, he got caught by an absolute worldy punch, didn't he? Um, Absolutely. Uh, he he was winning the fight clearly for me. Like I say, a bit rose tinted glasses, but I had him five one. Um, yeah, yeah. I thought Lara clearly won the second round, but. Yeah, I, 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 um, I wouldn't rule him out, but um, I don't think he'd go into it as favourite. Yeah, and uh, j just to say um, to Sport the Song listeners as well, all the debates we had leading up to it, of course, I, I, I did want Lee, Lee Wood to win the fight. As, as much mm. as I predicted uh, Lara to do what he did, um, mm. I, I, I did really want Lee Wood uh, to win that fight. But it was good Fart fun. Overhead, it, wasn't it, it for me? It, yeah, and it, it was good fun in the end, and we had great fun uh, with with Carl from Last Boxing and we will be introducing lots more people from the world of Twitter boxing later on in other rounds of the podcast, won't we, Rob? Al along with guests as well. We've got some very good guests lined up, uh, Sport This Song listeners. So, um, Rob, from the card, was there any other fights that sort of took your fancy? Yeah, I mean, um, I actually got in quite late for once um I, you know what i'm like i yeah. usually get in there quite early from when i was queuing outside the door for it to open but yeah um, i got in for the main card really so um i got in there when um gamal yafai was um getting his ass handed to him right. um by by ruiz i mean that's a weird weird result that um you know to get not knocked down three times by a relative unknown it, it kind of signals where gamal's at now really um inactivity's caught up with him as well I, I, I think you've hit the nail on the head spot on there. We, we, we all know what uh, Gamal Yafai was capable of. Um, yeah, it seems like, like his career 
is on a bit of a spiral. And like, and like you said, Diego Alberto uh, Ruiz was a kind of a sort of unknown, wasn't he? Um, mm, but as you know, but as as we know, you know, you give these people a chance in there, and they're gonna they're gonna take it, especially on the big stage, you know. And and the stage was set in Nottingham, wasn't it? And it's uh, yeah, it is a shame for uh, Gamal Yafai. I mean, what, what what does he do from here, Rob? What do you think he? Uh, where do you um, think he goes? Well, I mean, I I think he either has run of the mill fights like that was meant to be on paper again, or he goes back to domestic level. Yeah, will he yeah. want to do that? I don't know. He's had a, you know, he's he's been been around for a while now. Um, I I, I don't know. It depends what how much he's got left, um, in his own mind really. How how much he wants to carry on. But um, yeah, really really disappointing that was. Well, he's, um, yeah, and he's certainly in a good. Uh, division if he wants to continue at domestic level because the suitor as we well know having yeah. had Liam Davis on the, the super bantam division in the UK is thriving at the moment isn't it there's some really good uh, prospects coming through and lots of people wanting to get on on in the act and you know even talking about um, you know the, the Liverpool um, fighter who's the guy who's fighting Baluta Andrew Kane Andrew Kane you know he he's He's in that division. So there are fights still in there for Gamal Yafai, isn't there? Yeah, there are. Um, the problem for Gamal Yafai is that half of them are with Queensbury. Um, like most of the, the top prospects in that division are with Queensbury. And we didn't mention Dennis McCann there as well, you know, another oh, one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, Jason Cunningham is still floating around. Uh, you know, he's he's probably going to get a shot at, um, at Liam by the end of April, early May. So, yeah, it's, it is a good division domestically so there, there are fights there if he wants them um yeah also on the card there was a couple of um good wins in different ways for gary cully obviously we we like gary cully a lot don't we yeah um, we do yeah really explosive guy i mean you know he could really gate crash that light lightweight division that we constantly talk about on here yeah um, powerful really powerful i mean he, he's six foot two or six foot three and gets down to lightweight Southpaw, just horrible to to go in with with that power as well. Um, yeah, he made very light work of his opponents. Um, and um, Dalton Smith was was pretty decent as well. Um, he was, you know, defending his his British title. Yeah, I thought he probably could have got the stoppage against Allington, but um, he was he was a tough fella. Um, and yeah, it was just 12, 12 good rounds really, pretty much a, a shutout for me. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And and touching. On Cully as well, like like you said, you know it's in the UK alone that lightweight division is just it's fantastic, isn't it? Hey, be and careful, he's, he's Irish. <laughs> oh, is he really? Oh god, yeah. so, there we go. Oops, there we go. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, if you know what I mean, the domestic. No, I know. I know. The, the domestic level, you know, we're looking at boxers like you know Reese Mould on the up. Sam Noakes have, have looked very good, haven't they? And then if if you even look to the top, you've got you know Kid Galahad still knocking around there as well. And yeah. uh, and and I will be coming on when I talk about Queensbury show at York Hall. Mark Chamberlain, who is also another prospect on the cards in that division, and you touch on Dalton Smith as well, Rob. And I, I like that because we we've seen recently Adam Azim come out, and um, I think he went ten rounds as well, didn't he? Or it's certainly yeah. eight eight or ten rounds. And yeah, yeah, yeah. there's been a lot of comparison between Dalton Smith and Adam, Adam Azim, not in their fighting style, but where they sit at the moment. In, in in sort of UK domestic sort of level. And uh, I mean, their paths have got across, haven't they, surely? Eventually. I, I don't think there's, there's any need. Um, I wouldn't say they're on a, an even level at the minute. You know, Dalton Smith's British champion now and he's going to be looking to move on to, you know, European over the next over the next 12 months, you'd imagine. I, I don't think Azeem's quite there yet. Um, 
obviously if you put them together now it would would be very entertaining but um he's still very young isn't he, yeah, uh, he is, I, yeah. I i think their paths will cross when one of them has a world title to be honest it's an interesting statement there, Rob. And I like yeah. it. I absolutely yeah. like it. The one thing I've got to say about Dalton Smith, and it did make me laugh, was um, every time he fights, the um, the England band are there. Um, oh, really? I believe they're from Sheffield Wednesday. Um, oh, okay. Who are his club, right? So <laughs> by now, obviously, it's um, it's about half ten because this fight's gone long. Um, so the arena's full waiting for um, Lee Wood. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> obviously, they're playing songs for Dalton Smith. But we're not in Sheffield, they're in Nottingham. So every time we were going, the whole arena would go, Forest. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't quite have the effect for Dalton Smith, but I think it was meant to. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was good. There we go. Dalton Smith, what do you think of that? Nottingham Forest fans taking over your brass band. That's what we like to see. <laughs> um, Rob, any other fights on there that took your fancy from the night? I know you had a great, great evening and the atmosphere was good, but was there any other fights you sort of enjoyed? Yeah, um, Chef Clark looked good. He looked powerful. Um, he was in there with um, uh, an American guy called um, Doofus, I think it was is pronounced, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. which is an interesting name. Um, but uh, yeah, he looked good. Um, he went in with a really tough guy, two-time former American Olympian. So, you know, good amateur pedigree from him as well. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was just um, rounds he needed. Looked very powerful. His footwork was much better live than I've seen on TV, actually. Um but uh, yeah, it, it was good. Um, but I, yeah, the, the card was decent. We, we've had a few um, poor cards, haven't we, this year so far? Yeah, um, yeah. And I'd say that was one of the better ones I've seen um, before a, a big main event. Fantastic. And ju just a quick honourable mention to Aaron Bowen, who Matram have sort of touted. Um, it was his debut. He got a good victory, um, a KO victory in the first round. Uh, super middleweight and also a name that's been touted around twitter and i've seen it is janaid boston um mm. i know he's only four and oh in the in the super world, world it's his birthday division. today as well oh was it really happy birthday janaid there we go um but um janaid boston's really looking like a a lively and decent prospect isn't he? he's getting a lot of plaudits from ex-boxers who were saying that they enjoy watching his movement his, his yeah. sort of shot selection and um i think it's always a good sign when you have sort of ex-pros sort of looking at your early fights and enjoying them yeah. you know it's, it's a good sign for janae boston isn't it and i think dc as well who writes for uh sport this song has mentioned uh janae boston a few times as well so sport to song listeners one to keep an eye on uh janae boston i would say but um yeah any other fights there, Rob? I think we've gone through the lot. I got there too late car. to see anything else. <laughs> well, there we go. You shared a good time. And uh, Sport This Song listeners, we are going to be speaking with uh, Kyle Nielsen later on, on the podcast as we have a little look into the Fight Town podcast, which is a big show coming up on the 3rd of March. We are going to come on to that a little bit later and have a chat with Kyle. It should be interesting. There's some... Interesting fights that have been made on that card, isn't there, Rob? Which uh, we are very much looking forward to. It's going to be a great evening of boxing. Um, talking of great evenings, evenings of boxing, I was lucky enough to be at the Queensbury show at York Hall. Do I have to introduce how much I love uh, York Hall, Rob? I'm You've not sure. You've never mentioned it. Go I've on. never mentioned it. But um, I simply love going to watch boxing at the York Hall. It's fascinating, full of history. And uh, I must say, I have to give a, give a big shout out to Frank Warren and Queensbury because they have been doing York Hall very well over the past year and moving into 2023. And 
Saturday was, or was it Friday? Sorry, Friday night was no difference with uh, David Adelaide versus uh, Bezos. It was a great night of boxing, Rob, and I had a thoroughly, thoroughly good time. Some knockout. It was some knockout from David Adelaide. And just before um, we move on to that, I just wanted to say uh, it was a fantastic uh, sort of uh, gesture they made before the fight, wasn't it? Um, yeah, for, for Ron Lewis. For, for, for Ron Lewis. And I, obviously, I, I didn't know Ron Lewis personally, but obviously mm. he touched a lot of hearts and uh, in the world of boxing with his work. And it sounds like his passion for the game. So that was a, a fantastic uh, tribute to him and his work. Did they do the Green 10 Green. Bells, did they, mate? I believe they did. I might have. I, I've, I can't remember if I was there. I might have got there a little bit late. But um, yeah, they did one at, um, in Nottingham as well, to be fair. Um, yeah. Diamante did one. And um, yeah, it's just it, what a great community it is. It um, is fantastic. You know, yeah. You, and um, it's so respected as well. Like Sometimes you see these uh, minute silence of football games and there's always some dickheads in there who, who try, you know, try and be funny. But yeah, you know, in the boxing, it, it's great. Everyone's sort of got each other's backs, whether you knew them or not. Yeah, absolutely. And a, a, a big shout out to Dev Sarni on the night. Dev Sarni was fantastic emceeing. Uh, Is there he, nothing that man can't do? I know, but it, no, he really does put on a, a, a good show. He's got great um, sort of chemistry with, with the Queensbury boxers. They really sort of shine to him. And it's uh, it's great fun to see. I'm not sure if you saw David Adelaide. Um, I did. I did. As, as Dev was announcing him, they had this. It was just honestly, it was pure entertainment. And, at, you know, that's what we say about boxing. You know, you, you, you go on a Friday night to a Queensbury show. You want to be entertained. And having someone like Dev Sarnia there, he really does do a great job. And it was it, it makes for a good atmosphere, doesn't it? He's bloody brilliant on uh, on Twitter as well. Yeah, really funny, really funny. He is good fun. And uh, so uh, about the boxing, Rob. I mean, yeah, let's start from the very top. David Adelaide. You know, I'm a fan of David Adelaide. Uh, I, I like how he boxes. He's got power. We saw it against the twelve and O heavyweight. Um, yeah, I mean, he did what he had to do, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I just think they need to get him out re as often as they can this year, like every couple of months. I, I really would. Um, you know, he's no disrespect. His opponent, um, you know, came in with a good record, but I, I didn't really, you know, pay any attention to any of his previous opponents um, or, you know, none of them had any significance. So um, it didn't surprise me he got the, the the win in the way he did. But that's a prospect card, isn't it? You expect to see that. Um He's got to be looking at, you know, I know he picked up a belt of a weekend, but, you know, proper legitimate belts next, hasn't he? Um, you've got to be looking at a British title, surely. Oh, now listen, Rob, you have just caught me right on the hot there because what a fight that would be between David Adelaide and uh, Fabio Wardley. I mean, I, I can't, right. I, I, I literally can't think of a better fight in the heavyweight division. I honestly yeah, can't. Yeah, I, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd see. I'd watch that tomorrow. I'd, I don't. I mean, it depends. I haven't looked at the rankings, the British rankings, but if he's high enough, um, again, the old bullshit narrative of politics would Frank let Adelaide go and box on his own because the champions are, you know, you know the drill. But um, yeah. if you take all that away from it, fantastic fight. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, I, for me, I mean, I, I would have to have a real good think about who I would you know, put forward to win that one because I, I, you'd that, have to make Wardley favourite. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I just, I wouldn't rule Adelaide out. I just think the people he's been in with, 
Um, he's been in with a better quality of opponent, and that's the only thing you can judge from on, I suppose. Yeah. Well, okay, we've got the rankings here. David Adelaide is ranked ten. Really? Okay. So he's not quite there yet. Then. Fabio Wardley's ranked seven. And David Allen is ranked nine. David Allen there. And it, it, there's been a bit of news with David Allen as well, hasn't there? Unfortunately, he wasn't able able to box, was he? Good, um, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I don't think he should come back. I really don't. I think that just um, physically he might be able to do it. But I just, you know, he's had his d- documented mental health problems. And I don't know whether going in and, and getting a paste in from someone he, he should be beating is, is a good idea. I, I, I'm glad that he's not back in the ring. Okay, well, well, well said there, Rob. And, you know, I, I know you've... Uh, not followed his career, but you're you're a good, big fan of Dave Allen, and I like that. I, I love him. I love him to death, yeah. and that's why I don't want to see him back in the ring. Yeah, no, it's, it's good good words for you there, Rob. Um, so yeah, the rest of the bill uh, on the card, I, I thought was was a fantastic, um, fantastic show. You had the return of Chris Bork. Um, yes, I think he might have fought that fight at featherweight, but it was great to see him back in in a, in a boxing ring. Um, I've spoken to him a couple of times on Twitter, he was appreciative of me uh, suggesting how good it was to see him back, but it generally was. He was in a difficult fight against Darwin Martinez. Now, I'm not sure if you've seen, in fact, you have seen Darwin Martinez fight because he fought Brad Strand in Telford. I don't know if you remember that fight. It was a difficult I, fight. I remember the fight. I, if you'd have said to me, who did Brad Strand fight in Telford, I wouldn't have remembered. No, no, no. Um, but I remember that fight, yeah. Yeah, and it was the same, it was the same guy, and he no is, he, he literally comes out and he is dangerous he is swinging big punches um he, he gets people in trouble he's quick um he's ext- and you know it was a tough fight for chris bork but he, yeah. he he got cut in the first round from punches as well so he was you know he was in the deep end and he uh he showed his class and we mm. know chris bork has got class don't we and back to uh, the scene of a crime though you know getting the win where he lost his um british title to uh to Mark Leach 12 months ago, it, it would have um, exercised a lot of demons, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, yeah, it was good to see him, good to see him uh, back out and, and getting a great win against a very able opponent, I would say. I'm sure mm. Brad Strand w- w- would have our back on that because he had a tough evening against that, that guy, didn't he? Uh, <laughs> yeah. against Do you Marcus. think that um, Chris, will, Chris will stay at um, Feather now and perhaps the weight was an issue? you know, in hindsight with the, with the Leach fight because, you know, he was super bantam before and he's, he's moved up. Potentially, potentially. Um, I haven't had that conversation with him, but, um, mm. but potentially. And, and another boxer on the, on the card was, um, Sugar Boy Roy. And I know, I know you've seen Sugar Boy Roy fight. Yeah, and, um, Tottenham. Yeah. I've got to say he doesn't do rounds because, uh, <laughs> It, yeah, yeah you it Sh- Sugar Boy Roy does not do rounds of boxing. It was the first round. He he sort of stopped his opponent with two sort of heavy body shots and then a jab to the sort of uh, centre of his chest. And the guy just didn't want to know. He literally just yeah, didn't want to know. Honestly, baby-faced assassin. Like, you look at him and you think, nah, but he's going to be a killer. He's yeah. going to be brilliant. No, he's going to be good. And um, just before we move on, Rob, I just want to... Take a big mention to two other boxers on the card, which was uh, Henry Turner, who I, I think you might have seen box uh, before, super super light. But H- Henry Turner put, put in a fantastic display and scored uh, a fantastic knockout on the night. He really is a boxer who's coming into his own. And on that particular night, Rob, I've got to tell you, he really did look like a champion. He holds that WBC International Silver uh, super light title. And, you know, it was the first fight I've seen him or maybe his second fight where he's starting to really grow into that sort of ring and he's starting to look dominant in fights. And it was a great performance from him. 
Yeah, uh, another one they want to keep busy, I guess. I mean, we were talking about this before we started recording, weren't we? The the division. Yeah. I mean, what a joke that division is just domestically. Uh, we won't even go into the world, but I mean, I don't know if you got the list in front of you like we had before, but uh, ridiculous. Obviously, Henry Turner's now in the top 15, but I mean, that any of the top 15 with him is, is a great fight for BT. Yeah, and he really is pushing up the ranks and uh, it would be very interesting to see how he does. And one more mention is to Mark Chamberlain, who is the IBF hmm. European Lights uh, uh, champion. And Chamberlain, again, another great knockout. It was all about knockouts that night. Maybe that was why it was so enjoyable. But um, he lightweight. Yes, he is. Yeah, he's lightweight. Yeah. And, so uh, again, lightweight. Gary Cully, you know, these these um, these youngsters coming through. It's a hot division, and that you know those belts will become available one day. Um, you know, as the the current superstars move up into you know into the um, next division. So yeah, another good prospect. But, but this, I think, some of these cards they get labelled as as nothing cards sometimes. But these yeah. prospect shows show, have a purpose. Absolutely, Rob. And I, I, I've got to tell you, the, you know, and I, I know we're going to be talking about Nielsen boxing later on as well. But if you get yourself down to the boxing on a Friday night with these prospect shows, it really is a, it, fun and entertaining. It's it's good to see, you know, these boxers progress as well. And, that you know, they, they, they need these fights, don't they? These sort 100%. Of prospect shows. So yeah, 100%. Um, before we move on to talk about some boxing news, Rob, I just want to mention as well, Carl Fail, uh, fought against Serge and Bomo. And I know we've both seen Serge on Bomo fight. He is one tough customer. Yeah. Um, and uh, Carl Fowle dealt with him very, very well. I thought he was going to get him out of there, uh, yeah. but not many people get Serge on Bomo out of there. And they certainly don't hurt him like Carl, Carl Fowle did. And uh, it was very good. I'm sure you might have seen Serge on Bomo fight before. Yeah. I'm just having a lot. I recognize the name. I am. Um, I'm sure. Uh, no, it's not come up. I was going to have a quick look on Boxrec, but um, yeah, he's been on. Um, he's been on a show. He was at a show that we were at. I can't remember which one it was now, but um, we'll have to have a look. Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was at a show that we was uh, we was looking at. But moving on, Rob from Queensbury and Matram, we uh, or potentially not. We have got some boxing news to go on before we have a chat with Kyle from Nilsson Boxing. Uh, any boxing news that springs to your mind, Rob? Um, yeah, I mean, plenty's come up this week, hasn't it? Um, yeah. I mean, we might touch on the Jake Paul thing, but maybe not. <laughs> um, maybe not. But uh, yeah, Marshall and Shields. Well, what do you think of all that? I, 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 this is my honest opinion on this. I think Shields won that fight quite comfortably. Yeah. Um, I don't think she was ever in serious trouble. As much as we knew Savannah had that puncher's chance, as it was, I think um, Shields outgunned her, outworked her. She had the better boxing. I I don't really see a boxing need for this fight to go again. But however, yeah. however, what we do know with, with the women's game at the moment is that it's a prestigious fight. It puts it back on the map again. So I'm, yeah. all, I'm all for it because it puts a great marker down for women's boxing and it gives that excellent advertisement for it. So I'm all for it on that respect. But from a boxing perspective, I think I, I can't see it being any different. Same, same. Unfortunately, I got a lot of love for uh, Savannah Marshall, but um, I completely agree with everything you just said, so I, I won't repeat it. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, I think they need each other, unfortunately, because, like you say, um, you know that depth in division, certainly as you go up in weight, is just not there. Um, yeah. And I don't really know who. 
unless Savannah came down in weight, which isn't healthy, um, it's not the featherweights, the lightweights, bantams that, you know, where the depth is getting created now in the women's yeah. um, divisions where they're all crossing over and multi-weight world champions. It, that will never happen for Savannah Marshall. So she's kind of stuck. Yeah, and, and it's a tricky one. And it, it's one that I don't have an opinion on whether it should be made or it shouldn't be made. I think it's good for, for, for women's boxing, but I, ultimately I'm not sure we get a different result from, from that fight. But uh, another fight made is uh, very recently was, in fact, I think it might have been made in the last couple of hours, is Maya um, Linnard two. Yeah, Linnardartu, yeah. Linnardartu, there we go, Rob. It's Former, lucky. Um, it's she lucky. fought Katie Taylor a while back. Yeah, I remember that. And it's lucky you're on this podcast to correct my awful pronunciation. <laughs> my apologies. But um, yeah, it's, it's, I think it's great to see Maya back out. I thought she had a... In the UK as well, yeah. In the UK, again, it's her second fight um, in the UK, um, well, recently. And um, I, I think it's great to see her out after that Bumgardner fight. I think it, it'd be interesting to see, you know if she changes how she how she fights if she's a little bit more expressive we know she can be caging at points wins maybe she might try and take um linodatu out of there we don't know but it's so yeah um, it depends on the uh, the weight as well because she's gone up now um as well gone up in weight so um she didn't have a massive ko record in the division below did she so no um yeah i i, I really like mayo I, I still stand by that i thought she she edged um Bomb Gardner and they should have had a rematch, but I think it just Ooh. got too personal. No, I think it's Bomb Gardner all the way for me. But um I don't, I, I, I prefer her. I prefer um Bomb Gardner, but I, I just thought Mayor won. Fair play. I mean it was one of those cards, wasn't it? It's one of those fights that yeah, yeah it was how how you liked it. But it, that, that oh, particular Sir Bomo, by the way. Yep. He fought Max Mudway in Swindon. There we go. Uh, on a Nielsen card, that was it. Yeah, I I have also seen him fight in in person a few times now. Um, oh, Wembley Arena. There we go. So we fight at Wembley Arena. Sir John <laughs> Bomber. Check out Sir John Bomber. Maybe we'll get him on the podcast. He seems like a cracking character, and he certainly knows how to take a punch. That's for sure. What a guy. And an L. Well, yeah. Sorry, Serge. Please come on. I podcast. won't tell him that. No. Um, so um, that that particular fight, the mayor fights on the uh, the Copper Box Saturday, the fifteenth of April, along with Joe Joyce versus uh, Zhang, and I mean. What a fight that is for the juggernaut. It's two absolute beasts, isn't it? Going head to head. Really good. Really yeah. good. Um, I mean, I, I thought Zhang beat Hergovic. She was very unlucky. Um, and I think the Sourlands knew they'd got away with one when they announced the, the result, the relief on their faces. Yeah. Um, so he should now be, you know, sitting pretty as a mandatory for the world, one of the world titles. But he's not. He didn't get the nod. And fair play. I mean, not just for Joyce, but for Zhang as well. I mean, what a way to try and get back in contention going in with fucking Joe Joyce. I mean, yeah, I mean, both got great chins. Yeah. Um, Joyce has obviously got a better engine. Both carry power. Um, yeah, the judges, I don't think they're going to be needed again. Yeah, th th this fight, Rob, makes me smile. I like it. It's a proper heavyweight battle, isn't it? You know, proper. it's, yeah, absolutely. There's going to be... Uh... There's going to be a oh, there's going to be a few um, crashes going on there. If we look at Joyce's record recently, he got that fantastic win against Dubois, uh, Carlos Tackham, Christian Hamer, Joseph Parker. The question I've got to you, Rob, and also sport to song listeners, is you know are, are we looking at two boxers who are sort of simmering underneath that sort of 
elite level of heavyweight boxers. And I, and I, and I say that with the most respect and I, I love Joe Joyce, um, you know, more than, you know, I love Joe, Joe, Joe Joyce as a person, as a boxer, but, you know, in terms of his career so far, are we looking at them sort of simmering under there with a good chance to go against these elite heavyweights? Uh, for now. Yeah. For now. I think that's fair. I don't, because, um, Joe, uh, Joe Joyce's best winners against Joseph Parker and you know I know we had a funny debate about that but Joe, Joe, you know Joseph Parker's not a top three heavyweight anymore um, so yeah, um, yeah I mean oh, it's, it's I mean apart from Fury and Usyk would you categorise any of them as as true I mean Wilder maybe uh, but he hasn't won for three years so um, yeah wow. is, it, is, it, is it three years? He hasn't won since 2019, though. No. Wow. Uh, sorry, he's had one win against Hellenius, a one-round victory since 2019, yeah. Our, our friend our friend Hellenius. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was on our pod longer than he was in the ring. <laughs> oh! He was, he was! Right, there we go. <laughs> there, there, there. <laughs> sorry, Robert. I, I give you Rob Boxing Shrew. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, listen, Rob, um, that, that is a great um, night ahead of heavyweight boxing as well as Mayer at the Copper Box. So I have to mention to you a town and see if you can connect it. Uh, Jalisco. Where would Jalisco be in the world? I, I think I believe it's pronounced Jalisco. Oh, Jalisco. There we go. Jalisco. Excuse my terrible culture there, talk to the listeners. Uh, <laughs> Jalisco in Mexico is where Canelo is fighting next. Has it been announced who he's fighting? Um, not officially, but I think it is the world's um, worst kept secret. But it's going to be John Ryder. Um, fair play, John Ryder. He's he's won the lottery, hasn't he? Um, he has. He knew he was in line for it as soon as um, as soon as he beat uh, Zach uh, Parker. Yeah. Um, albeit under you know terrible circumstances, but um, yeah, brilliant. What I mean, that's what it's all about, right? You know, fighting these big superstars in their own backyard as but, the underdog. I mean, he doesn't stand a chance for me, but wow, he set his family up for generations. Don't you think it's fantastic, though? I mean, I, I love John Ryder, and I was actually at that, at that particular fight, and it wasn't going his way, and, you know... Parker was doing a... Um, Zach Parker was doing a decent job on, on Ryder, I felt, and then slowly you saw... Ryder come into that fight and he's taken his opportunity it doesn't matter how he's got there hats yeah. off to John Ryder because he is going out to Jalisco Jalisco whatever you say he's going out to Mexico to potentially face you know one of the who who is going to be considered to be one of the all-time greats at boxing isn't he I mean yeah. what whatever you say about Canelo he is he's huge isn't he yeah he's the biggest yeah. name in world boxing at the moment Super yeah. middleweight is Canelo weight, isn't it? In Mexico. <laughs> in in Mexico. I, I just think it's I think it's fantastic for boxing and fantastic yeah. for John Ryder. And it's just Viva John Ryder. <laughs> Viva John Ryder indeed. But um yeah, I mean if 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 that gets announced soon, I I think it's just great for John Ryder and something I'm really looking forward to. But um... oh and it's on Cinco de Mayo as well, which is their bank holiday. So yeah, it'd be wild. It'd oh. be absolutely wild. Have you got your passport in date, Rob? I have got a passport in date, actually. There we go, then. Let's see what we can do. I, Eddie, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Ed, 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 Eddie Hearn, if you're listening, uh, maybe sort we can get... Yeah. So, um, Sport to Song listeners, we are going to be talking to Kyle from Nielsen Boxing, getting the lowdown on that big fight night on the 3rd of March. Rob, is there anything else we need to go over before we move on to that? I think we've had a, a bit of a discussion this week on Twitter, Twitter Boxing, haven't we? 
Yeah, um, I just I like to put a question out now and again, and um, I put um, put one out last night, basically saying, um, you know, if you could ask one boxer, dead or alive, one question, um, who would it be, and what would you ask them? So um, I, I've got a few few examples. My my personal one, I'd ask Roberta Duran why you quit. Um, oh, really? oh, for, yes. for no mass thing. Um, do you know? And no one commented that. I was really surprised. I thought that that would be one of the, the more common ones. Yeah. Um, but um, go on, read out uh, some Keir examples. Taylor, um, he would ask AJ, and this is presuming you get the absolute truth as well. By the way, you get a true answer. Yeah. Um, I'd ask AJ, um, what was actually wrong before the Ruiz fight? Oh right. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. His, his head was gone. His eyes were rolling. Um, we have uh, jo- <laughs> jokes, Adam Smith. Um, my question would be to Jordan Gill: How on earth did you get up that get up from that DDT from Gwerthy? And funny <laughs> enough, um, Jordan Gill actually liked that question as well. Um, awesome. That answer. Um, Glo- <laughs> Glove Talk said um, he'd like to ask Tyson Fury: What does wild boar taste like? <laughs> what what wild boar? <laughs> because that was what was contaminated, apparently, wasn't it? Oh, um, um I would like to ask Carl Frotch, this is Davey, um, I would like to ask Carl Frotch, how many people did you fight <laughs> Fight George Groves in front of? <laughs> uh, Love it. Um, that was also asked by Alex as well, Alex Nola. Um, we had um, second half FC, question to AJ, um, why, why have you changed from the aggressive combination punching style, which took you so far and kept you, kept you at the top? Yeah, interesting. That's yeah, that's yeah. a good one. Um, and... <laughs> Denise, um, this is one of the last ones that came through um, last night. Um, I would ask Tommy Fury, coming from a boxing family and boxing world, why are you, of all people, making boxing a pan- pantomime? God. Uh, you got one? Yes, I have got one, Rob. And um, I, 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 it came into my head. But when you asked me, it came into my head straight away. And uh, I, I couldn't think of anyone better to ask a question than Mike Tyson. Um, because yeah. I, I I always default and go back to Mike Tyson whenever I think yeah. about whenever I think of boxing bygone. I know there's been some great um, different boxers and different weights, but I just grew up watching Tyson on different VHSs, clips, and everything. VHSs, yeah, yeah, VHSs. I had about four or five Mike Tyson VHSs, and I just <laughs> I, I, and you know we, we've both read the book and. The book is just fascinating. You can't put it down. The story is just straight out of a comic book, isn't it? And it's, um, yeah. I, I would just ask him, what went through your head when you was that, I can't remember what age he was now, but, you know, when he won that first world title. Yeah, was he 20 or 21? Yeah, it was 2021. And, he, you know, he scored that knockout and he won. I just want to know one question. What went through your head? Because it just must have been quite something you know to yeah. you know I, I don't even know what question i'd ask i'll just say how did that feel you'd love an hour with him wouldn't you yeah like man, i've always it. thought yeah, like yeah. i would love like anyone asks me behold the classic who would you invite to a dinner party question he's always my first answer for the same reason yeah and and, and he always comes across as such a nice chilled character as well doesn't he now he is yeah <laughs> yeah i mean obviously there's there, there, <laughs> if, if you read undisputed his book which i must say is fascinating i mean you, you do come out of it exhausted because it was some lifestyle but um it's fascinating read and I, I would have to ask mike tyson if i had the opportunity you know he, he's standing there you know that would be my one rob 
I'm not sure if many Brilliant. people would agree with it. But um, anything else, out, Rob, before we move on and speak to Kyle from Nielsen Boxing? Give me a name. Jake Paul or Tommy Fury. Oh, for God's sake. Tommy Fury, please. Please. I, I, I hope so, but I, I've got a feeling he gets beat. Tommy Fury's fucking terrible. There we go. Sport to some listeners. We've ended on a... On, I don't know what that was. Is it a high or what? I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, but listen, sports yes, and hello. listeners, we are going to move on and speak with Carl from Nielsen Boxing, and we will catch you on the next Sport This Song show. Take care. Right. Welcome to the Fight Town podcast with myself, Alex LaBox, and Rob Boxing Shrew. And we also have... Kyle Nilsson on the show. Kyle, how are you this week? I'm very good, gents. Uh, it's good to be talking to you again. So thanks for having me back on. Yeah, cheers, Kyle. Nice one. It's always a pleasure, Kyle. Now, Kyle, tell us, we've got a big show coming up for Nilsson Boxing on the 3rd of March. We did have a chat about it with Mark at the beginning um, of the year. Um, it's, it's a great show, isn't it? There's lots of good fights. How has it been for you, the matchmaker? Uh, you know what? It, it's... It is what it is. Matchmaking, it's it's not easy. And no matter what sort of show we put on, it's always the same. Um, I think, you know, we've sat back and we've watched everyone else come back in February time, which is early considering we don't normally do that. Yeah. Um, and we all spoke, you know, have we left it too late to come back? But listen, everyone's had, everyone's come back. Everyone's put their first show on. Now it's our turn. Sit and yeah. watch what we're going to do now. Absolutely. Yeah. And You've been it, busy it, this last week as well, haven't you, with um, a slight change of opponent and um, level of uh, belt that's on the line as well. Yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's non-stop. Like I was just saying to you gents before, you know, then I've been on holiday for a week and that's lesson learned. <laughs> Don't do that again. <laughs> it, it, you know, it's um, it definitely, we've got a massive title. Jack McGann's going to be the first guy to fight for a European, uh, IBO European title. Never been fought before before brand new title and it's great to get it on our show that is absolutely fantastic i love that and um the inaugural champ yes absolutely yes <laughs> the inaugural champ that is fantastic and how just give us an insight carl how did that come about that ibo european super world title it, it's just you know work jared and you know mark the guys all of us as wbm as well we sit down and we've just been in constant contact with all the governing bodies, the main governing bodies, just on their case all the time. You know, we've got this guy, get him a title, you know, email after email after email. And they come back to us and said, we're going to introduce a, a European title. Uh, we'd sanction Jack McGann for something like that if that's, if he was interested. Absolutely. Oh, that's awesome. Absolutely. That awesome. So we, we took it with both hands. We'd already been in contact with this opponent uh, over another fight for Jack McGann. It was going to be further down the line, actually. But you know what? With this sort of chance, we, we can't turn it away. Yeah. Got a good record as well, hasn't he, Laszlo Tough? Great record. You know, 31, 6 and 2. This is not going to be a walkover. This is by far Jack's toughest fight, but yeah. the reward's massive. And just a quick one, Kyle, just to say to, to you your, you and your team, you know, with Mark and Jared, you've just delivered, haven't you? Because Jack McGann last year... He didn't cut a frustrated figure, but he wants to move on. He wants to progress. And this this is bringing straps, you know, uh, to the table and, and belts and what have you. You know, it's just showing how Nielsen Boxing is developing into, into this boxing game, isn't it, really? Yeah, we, we always said the same from the off. You know, last year when we, we, you know, we really put ourselves out there last year, but it was about building the guys up ready to get them, you know, in line for these titles. Yeah. 
and it always said from day one, the first fight back for Jack McGann this year had to be for a title. And yeah, like you said, we've delivered, worked with WBM, worked with Jack and, you know, his trainer. It all just fell in place real nicely. Yeah. And and the plan, you know, all being well, he comes through um, on the night. First defence in Liverpool? Yes, you know, definitely back to Liverpool, whether it be a defence or, you know, by then, you know, we could be looking at Liverpool later on in the year. By then, would Jack, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe get Jack something bigger. Uh, we just got to see what's there for him. Yeah, yeah. fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. And and that's not to mention as well, we'll just, we'll mention a couple of the fights on the card, but Kays Kademi versus Ijaz Ahmed is, I mean, it, it, number four, it needs no introduction, does it, Carl, whatsoever? No, th- this fight's massive. Um, yeah. Some people questioning do, doesn't need to be done for a fourth time. Uh, my answer to that is simply, absolutely, yeah, it has to be done again. And I, well, I can't wait for this fight. I, you know, and yeah, I, I, I'm lost for words when it comes to this fight. I, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah I, I was at the um, I was at the trilogy fight, Kyle, um, in in Telford. It was in my hometown, and. Um, I've, it was one of the best fights I saw live last year. So, uh, and by all accounts from people I've spoken to who attended the first two, uh, yeah, absolutely, it needs to be done again. Yeah, and talking to the Warrens as well, this is the first time Casey would have done it in London. Yeah. So that, you know, the, the following again is just, it's growing the following though. You know what I mean? So the ticket sales for this fight alone has been massive. Yeah. Wow. So it's, it's going to be a busy night in York Hall on the third, Carl. Absolutely. The, the way the tickets are going at the minute, I've got boxes left, right and centre. You're messaging me, oh, Kyle, I need more tickets. I need more tickets. This is definitely going to be a sellout. Wow, Fantastic. that's unbelievable. And also a great um, opportunity for the H-man, Harry Mullins, to get that uh, Southern Area fly title. It's going to be a tricky fight against Paul Roberts, but um, he seems up for it, Harry, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, we, we had Harry on uh, end of last year, you know, working with Sam and that. And he just he wants his title. He's you know, and he's game as well. He, he he's another one. Game. The, the tickets are flying out. It's just this show. Everything is falling into place nicely for this one. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so Carl, before we we let you go, um, is there any wild card fight on there that takes you know that might surprise people on the night? I mean, I I, I know I've recently mentioned in a preview that Billy Underwood, Tom Brennan could slip under the radars being fight of the night, but is there any cards, uh, other fights you're sort of, sort of looking forward to as well? For starters, I have to agree with you with the Billy Underwood, Tom Brennan, Tom Brennan, obviously he's managed by us. Um, When we started working with him, we set a very clear plan out for him. The, The first fight didn't go to plan, but we were lucky enough to stay on that path. And, yeah, people needn't write Tom Brennan off, but at the same time, Billy Underwood is game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's a massive fight. Um, the other one for me, we got the exciting Georgie Ellis back. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a Georgie national multiple time amateur champion. Uh, and the another one for me, we got Josh Nelson versus Carl Sampson. Now, Josh Nelson is three and one. And we all know Carl Sampson, you know, he, he went on a real good run for a little while. Yeah. And I just think. That could be a bogey fight, that. Yeah. You know, I think Carl Sampson's going to fancy that one, so Josh is going to need to be on his A-game that night. Brilliant. Look at that. Now, Fight Town podcast listeners, if Carl hasn't got the juices flowing for that night, he's just told you that the <laughs> tickets are flying off the shelf. So, 
I would get them while they're hot. It's uh, it's going to be some night in London. We're looking forward to it, Rob, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And we can vouch for it. We've been to these shows before and, um, you know, in, in various different venues. So, you know, you're going to get value for your money. Um, I think it's 50, 50 quid um, or 100 quid ringside, right? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, get yourself down there if you're in the area and, um, yeah, support support your local show. Listen, Carl, it's been a pleasure having you on and we shall see you on the 3rd. You'll see you next week, gents. Thank you very Cheers, much. Kyle. Take Thank care, you, Carl. Mate. See you, mate. Cheers, Bye-bye. Bye-bye.